and welcome to Comedy I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie. And today we are talking Taika joining the MCU as we talk Thor Ragnarok. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What is everybody drinking for Ragnarok, the end of civilization as they know it? Yeah, we I'm drinking. I made both me and Katie drinks. I don't know if you want to do this at the same time. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Ooh, are they the same? It's the same. same drink? They're exactly the same. Cheers. Um, they're, they're technically Manhattans, but I poured them over big ice cubes because mm. we're not really drinking these fast and um, big balls they would of ice. be warm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but it's made with a really good vermouth. Can I can I just say because yeah. again, yes, you know, some people watch us on Facebook. That has mm-hmm. been uh, by the way, that has been verified. There are people I discuss who solely watch us via mm-hmm. Facebook. I, I um, mean, I highly recommend it because I get, get that we're a podcast, imagery. but and there's extra Brian content is, in the visual. Yeah, you can see you can into Brian's eyes. Brian's and, face. Yeah. He's, and my constantly changing furniture and everything's and going pepper on. Hair. Um, yeah. But my Jim's point is, he's a full snack. Head. Yes, he a full my, snack. Brian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my my point with I was going to comment on Jim. The quality control of those two drinks looks fabulous. Mm. The oh. color, they yeah. look identical. That I, is like. So I told Jim to be... I I went to a really good restaurant the other night mm-hmm. and I ordered their signature beverage, which was a bourbon drink, house infused bullet. Mm-hmm. It paled in comparison yeah. to a gym to santa bourbon is right? not a great i mean bullet is a Would good you infuse bourbon, but it's bourbon, it, depending bourbon? on the that cocktail like you're making choice, it's not strong enough it? it was fig infused mm, fig's a weird it didn't yeah. give it enough it didn't do anything for it Mm-mm. and then the, but yeah. they but i mean they went all out they had like a sugared fig on top and it just it didn't go anywhere it looks like more presentation than if you can yeah, get cokey d torino flat. um vermouth sweet vermouth mm. it's like I hated Manhattans until this. That sounds like somebody's name. It's a family of Torino, Italy. Oh. It's a wine. It's okay. a it's a it's a vineyard. You know, well, vermouth is fabulous. a fortified wine. So it's like is it hard very to come by similar. Though? Like we it's we could have a beverage that's called the the Jim yeah. D Santo. It's the same. It's the same structure. I'd probably have to make the things that to, go into it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yes. also we'd have to like bounce your name so up a little bit. It Why is, don't you get on that? It yeah. is not hard for us to find. You can get it at Total Wine. It, okay. You know, and it's not expensive. It's like twenty three dollars for a bottle of this wine, um, and you use a shot in a Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's delicious, and Fabulous. you can use any cheap bourbon or rye that's about a hundred proof would would be great in this. J- the James Joseph De Santo. What would your the, what, what would you your beverage now? be? I mean, what would be the bottle that if we're putting this label out I don't there? Know. The way, you got to think about it. What are we, we going to make? It just be like a circle. <laughs> got to move on. From this. A circle with a beard. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 just I know. a beard. That's beautiful. Circular. But beard. what are we making? Uh, okay. Up, up All right. for debate. Up okay. for debate. All right. Uh, I am drinking Three Floyd's Brewing Company from Indiana's uh, the Fifty Million Dollar Man. Mm. I thought this looked like Look something that would be in like a Taika. Um, what's happening on his chest? It, it looks, looks like boobs. he had breasts and that no, they I think were he's been shot. chopped off. I think he might have been shot. Just right there in the chest. Interesting. It's, it's, yeah, the placement know. is very interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's a double it's, tap. It's a, it's a double tap. Many questions. Yeah. Jack Reacher style. Right. Uh, okay. It is time for uh, the run. <laughs> This is Cokie Roberts. The rundown. You see that? You see what I did there? Okay. Thor may be the god of thunder, but he's never had to go it fully without the hammer of the gods or his daddy Odin. Now, he finds out that he has a sister, goddess of death, Hela, and is without his two sidekicks. She draws all of her power from Asgard, where he is currently, where she is currently living up to her name, reigning death and destruction. Can Thor escape the Jeff Goldblum acid trip inspired planet where he is enslaved and save his beloved people from Ragnarok? Which is total destruction. Hella to the no. I wish I had just gone. Ah! 
<laughs> the entire time you were reading that. Should have. You should have. Uh, all right. It's time for grade of the week on a scale of E plus mm. through Jurassic World Dominion. Where would you rank Thor Ragnarok? Am I going first? Sure. Go. Um, you go first. I'm going with a B plus. This and and only a B plus. Like I feel like when I go to A, One that of your means highest grades. I yeah, mean, I, would, I, I have to be honest with you. Your only A range film of the year has been Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, you didn't I didn't give Coda in the A range. Right. No, because I again like same reason though. I don't think it's. I don't think it's changing movies. Mm. It's also or, not or like, supposed to be changing. I, well, I, I don't care back. what I things are supposed I to do. I want to push though. back a little bit against it. It's not I changing all movies. We can talk about two that. Pushing back. I'm going on an A for this and saying I've never seen anything like this movie. And I think it is a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, it didn't I, see that there have been quite movies, a few. There are so many moments in this movie that took my breath away visually where I like I just oh my god there's so much happening here yeah there's so much in in the blending of the cinematography like the so there's the cg that's supposed to look realistic blended in with something that's supposed to look more either like comic book or painting yeah yeah i don't know and then the like real it's shit like scientific I can't, like there's it just it made my eyeballs burn in the best way like i i didn't want to blink there yeah. were moments where i didn't want to blink you, no i i and I that's just agree. the visual i, agree I mean with all that. that's only the tip of what i have to say about this movie just the tip just the tip just just, just to just see what it feels tip. like uh i'm gonna go a minus i think uh, i'm, I'm kind of in between jim and katie i think for an mcu film and we could discuss this. I do think it changes and pushes boundaries. I don't think it's a film that changes like cinema. So, you know, I, I do agree with Jim's point, but I also think that this is probably, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, my second favorite non Avenger MCU film. I think my first, you know, where it's just the individual, um, we'll just say think, MCU movies in general. Uh, yeah. So I think as an individual character, like, the only one that isn't like the full blown end game infinity war that I would put. In I this think category this is better than both of those movies is, um, is captain America winter soldier. And I actually think this is probably a better movie, but I enjoy captain America winter soldier more than this. One. I think this is a much better movie than, than end game and infinity war. Hmm. This movie See, really makes me like feel Endgame. all of the things. I think I, 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 I like, end, I like end game, but it isn't, it's different, right? I mean, this is a, I would agree with you in this respect as an isolated individual movie from, you know, beginning, middle to end where you don't need to have complete knowledge of all these other movies. This is probably a better movie. If you just said to a person, like, yeah. give a person who knows nothing about any of these movies, the choice between watching Endgame and Thor Ragnarok, I think you have to pick Thor Ragnarok over Endgame. I also think that in Endgame and Infinity War, the element of time, the playing with time, always decreases the impact of death because it allows for loopholes. So there's always that moment where you're like, is this person really gone or can this be undone? And in this movie, you don't have any of that. Like you feel all there is much death. And I think you feel it all. And we've talked a lot about movies where like you don't care when people die. And we don't even know the people that die. Well, I don't think that you feel it. Yeah, I don't think that's fair for Endgame and Infinity War because you feel one death. No, two, two. two. Yeah, at least I, two. I, I think but even with those, it's. Yeah, I think anyway. they're kind of serving different masters yeah. in, in some way as well. Listen, I, the thing that is fascinating about this movie to me, and I was I was really sitting there and trying to think if we look at the Thor movies as, as a trilogy at this point and the, the next one, it will no longer be a trilogy. Uh, the next Thor movie is coming out, uh, which is why we're doing this one now. 
This is so much better than the two movies. <laughs> I never saw the other two. two. But I mean, then I can comment on this. This is and then Thor Dark World or the Thor Dark World. Other than the Incredible Hulk, which is yeah, Norton one, right? Yes, probably the worst MCU movie. What Taika did with this movie is amazing to me. When do you see a third film in a trilogy that is heads? into better well, than anything that came before. Yeah. Well, and I do also talk- not having seen those other two movies that you you can watch doesn't the third matter. movie in the trilogy and it doesn't matter whether you've seen others. Yeah, they do. A pre- well, to be fair, with this specifically, if you have if you have a small understanding of Norse mythology, just who Loki and, and Thor are outside of comics, that kind of covers a lot of ground for you true but also like he Heindel, does a good job of putting in what you need to know right right, right? right. I mean, like, there. you would be confused by something yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's enough I don't there think to so. no you're I mean, not confused I, but there is depth that you you probably wouldn't understand sure but, but i'm saying it's not preventing me from understanding the story not and enjoying it. no and yeah. actually i think this is in my mind one of the big issues with the newer MCU movies is that I don't think they do that as well as he does that in this movie. He does, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's well, the, where so it's just kind of about he, this story. I mean, there's obviously payoff to other things. And this is the thing people went at Chloe Zhao for a little bit with Eternals. And I think in some way she mirrored what Taika did in this movie, which is she, like him, kind of wanted to tell her story and there was other things attached on because of the bigger MCU, but there was still really a movie there that was actually a movie and not just service for the next yeah. five movies. Well, yeah. So I do want to say that watching this movie confirms for me that Batman was a piece of shit. Batman was a piece of shit. One, not, I don't want to say it's a piece of shit, but it was, it was pretty, it shit. was not handled with, with it was either, the wrong people involved or they didn't really care as much as I thought they did. I, or they weren't given the freedom to do what maybe they, they were given really the three, to. freedom to make a three hour movie. Like, that, yeah, it, but that doesn't that's necessarily the biggest the problem. Well, you, there's a lot in there that, that was bad that didn't need to be in there. And again, yeah, it could be in service of a larger franchise type thing, but it also confirmed for me that the newest Dr. Strange movie is not good. I I, re- I was thinking about that movie again, and I think it's okay at best. I would put it in the bottom third of MCU movies and utterly forgettable. I have not gone back to revisit that movie, and it's on it just Disney came Plus out. Yet. Yeah, it just. But came I mean, out. I haven't. I mean, yeah, there's that, no. I, I kind of agree with you. I just this and this movie did reinforce that even more. Like, yeah, watching this, I, I I'm just, like, I can watch this every week for the rest of my life and love it. I completely agree. Yeah. We, so we've, this was the second watch for me, which yeah. is well, the first one you were, it's like one and a half. Cause the first time you, and you were Katie, I did see the whole thing though, but I agree that I probably around. wasn't. Yes. But yes. there were still yeah. like, there were moments in this movie that were so vivid for me that I remembered yeah. exactly. And was so excited to see again. There was nothing in it that I was like, oh, I've already seen this. Like, can we fast forward? No, mm-hmm. I wanted to see all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it is that good. It's so good. Well, it, it, but you know what the interesting, the element that he's one of the only people I think that has been able to figure out how do you put your stamp on a film within a larger I do want to talk about franchise. This. And I think because I think that guy, and I wanted to tie that into, you brought the Batman up already because I want to tie it into that where I feel like there's direct, they're hiring directors and the directors aren't really bringing as much uniqueness or what makes them good filmmakers to these films as he brings to this. I, and I, he's figured it out to me. Well, like, he, this is a Taika film, but it's also an MCU film. And most people aren't able to do that, right? They make a film for the franchise and there's like sprinklings of who they are as a filmmaker. This is both. I think that's a Taika film and an MCU film. And that's pretty damn impressive. Well, I think he lucked out in picking Thor. So or like they were smart to pick him. Yeah. To do Thor, so like I, it was. I think, and he, and this is the, the only negative I've heard of this movie 
is that if you truly like Thor, and Thor has been one of your favorite comic book characters forever, this is basically undercutting any seriousness that you thought that character had. Like, it, he, he basically makes Thor a buffoon and gets away with it because his style fits this, like, absurd character. Like, you have a Norse god running around. <laughs> I don't know if I would call him a buffoon, though. He kind of, well, no, no, you're right. No, no, he no, he's intelligent, like, though. Like, he's I mean, intelligent, but this is not this is not serious. like Thor from the comic book. Yes. Sure. So like, I, yeah, I hear you. If, if that's your thing, this, this is sort and, and to be fair, no one could probably crack that nut and make it work. No, right? I listen. So, I think he <laughs> honestly saved this character. Yeah. Right. If you go back and you watch age of Ultron, <sighs> he is probably it's a bad movie. Am, it, it's not a good movie, but I think he might be the, most uninteresting boring character in the entire thing this was dead end the the first movie was kind of okay he's in avengers again kind of okay dark world is a is a bad movie and then you have him in ultron and he's an uninteresting character i have to be honest with you i went in with such low expectations of seeing this movie in the theater and this completely changes yeah. he turns him from the least interesting avenger to when you get into yeah. Infinity War and Endgame, you can have him be one of the most important characters and you love seeing him on screen. That is because of Taika. If yeah. he didn't do this movie, those other movies, he can't be that character. And he just can't do it. And two, he gives the only meaningful take on the Hulk as well. The in this best. Movie. I'm not sure you could top it. And no. that's the other thing. I think he somehow figure that out. and i don't know how we figured that part out he created the best hulk movie made and saved thor yeah, in yeah. one movie how yeah. wild is that it's it's funny i i do love so much about this yeah I, and and to be fair i don't think that about like what i was saying that you know if you really love thor then this is kind of like kind of throwing dirt in your face a little bit but it is a it challenges your your take maybe on that character. Yeah, right? but like it, that character from the comic books can exist in the MCU because it's and they tr they kind of tried to do it's it. It's too cheesy to be fair, yeah. and it didn't work. Right, right. It's too it cheesy. just doesn't it just doesn't work. And I like you. I would say that this is probably in the top three of my favorite MCU movies, and I would put. I think No Way Home is my favorite. It's still my favorite. Yes. It's still Boy Home's fabulous. Movie. It's still my favorite. And I think that they were able to do something in that movie where and bring in characters from other other Spider-Man universes. A, and you didn't like I never saw the Andrew Garfield I, movies and I still felt the emotional care. impact. Yeah, of him. I thought John Watts is another example of a guy. And I don't know as much about John Watts as a, a director, but that whole trilogy had a feel, a vibe, a style to itself where those movies are all great. And then you can work Tom Holland into the MCU movies and they're still fun. The Avengers I am movies. Totally with you in terms of the storytelling of No Way Home. But I have to come back to the visual oh, yeah. story yeah, yeah. of this car. film is mind blowing. And yes, I think I, like, that's a I benefit to where get the over set it. is, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, Manhattan is not Asgard or Sakaar. No, I'm yeah. sorry, but like very rarely in a film like this are you just like having a moment where your breath is taken away at like the beauty of a composition. Like that doesn't happen in superhero no, movies. He, no. he he figured out to me, and I'd love to know the production design because there's elements of the fifth element yeah. of the Flash Gordon movie of the 70s and the pop culture comics. Yeah, it's fantasy sci-fi. It's, not, it's like, not hard sci-fi. Which is great. And yeah. I like that. I love the color palette in this movie because it is so the opposite of what we're used to, even when you think of uh, modern, the most modern uh, sci-fi space opera that we just saw, Dune. 
right? Yeah. The color palette of Dune versus the color palette of this to use but, and even bright colors. That is changes fabulous. though. Like, you know, I love yes. that like Asgard has a very specific look to it versus what's the name of the planet? Sakar. Sakar. You know, like the entrance into yeah. Sakar has to be the most Jeff Glo- Jeff Goldblum of all. Je- like you can feel Jeff Goldblum before he ever enters the planet. <laughs> right? Like the we didn't voiceover, even talk about him yet. the the color, every everything about that It's like a demented scene. Disney World ride. Yes. Oh, it's like, everything. oh, we are coming Jeff- to the planet of Jeff Goldblum. Like, that totally makes sense. And, and he gets, I mean, Taika gets tons of credit, but I think this is a Kevin Feige thing, like, to get some credit, too, because their ability, this is one of his best finds, I think, to realize that, to bring him in to do this character, because he hadn't done anything close to this. Let's be, I mean, we love him, but look at his like catalog of films prior to this, to sit there and be like, I'm going to give this guy $150 million to make this space movie, which is basically like a buddy road comedy daddy issue movie, you know, and, and he's going to do it, but then to cast all these people so perfectly, which I guess we shouldn't be surprised from Taika because his secondary characters Wow, so people. And I love that he has people shadows, that he just like so that he just uses. So we see we see again the actress who plays his oh, so good. The cop in, cop the cop in, in the Hunt Wilder for the Wilder People. people. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she's so also a voice. She's a voice in Soul. She's the yeah. basically the same character from yep. Hunt for the Wilder People in Soul. We she's need her name. To, we she's need trying to, get to this track actress down. credit. Yeah. But she, she's Ugh. phenomenal. As Jeff Goldblum's right hand person, why, why the, would melt I want the melt stick, the melt stick. I, <laughs> I love it so much. And then the way that Taika uses himself in all of his movies, it's like never too heavy. I mean, even, <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could argue that it is in Jojo Rabbit because you know he's well, the he primary is character. That is heavy sort in of this movie. That is sort is of taking the bullet though, like. <laughs> Absolutely. He takes a giant swing in Jojo Rabbit. Right. And totally pays off. In this, you know, people that don't know Taika might not even know that that's his voice, right? That I, ah, I, oh, I could go on. But I mean, the, the choices of characters in this movie, um, Rachel House, are, are Rachel so. House. Rachel House we is said, the Sorry, we cop. just need to yes. give her no. credit. Thank but the, the, the choice of what I love about yep. what he how he broke this story down was his ability to utilize what had been given to him in the past. So this is almost like a soft reboot of the Thor character, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. so he's gonna use Loki, he's gonna use the baggage that Thor has had in these previous movies loosely to get you where he needs to be. But at the same point, he is going to be able to, like, give new life to Thor. And I think Chris Hemsworth even said he's like, this made me want to keep playing Thor. Like, if this is the Thor I get to be and he's going to write this character, because as they go to these bigger MCU films, all the like little directors of the individual ones get to have say like James Gunn talks, you know, they check with James Gunn about how the guardians characters yeah, are portrayed. Yeah, yeah. They check. So if that's what that relationship's going to be, but he brings in all these other characters in really unique ways. And I also, I mean, maybe Thor fans of the other movies can be upset. I love how he like wipes the slate clean with characters who were worthless in the other movies and just like kills them at the beginning. Like yeah. Thor's friends are all just killed. Like those guys who were killed were like major sub characters in the other movies. Like, oh, yeah, let's just get, let's just get rid of these people. Like okay. this isn't going to work. This is what that was. And this isn't going to be what we're doing uh, now. This movie for me proves <laughs> so many of the criticisms that we've had of other films because well, you know, we've talked in the past about how do you balance, how do you balance all of this stuff, right? Like some, something's got to give sometimes in terms of like, what can you fit in, in the time that you have telling of the story, the characters you explore again, low expectations for a superhero film. There are. Yeah. The, it's usually paint by numbers, right? Yes, it's- the character depth in this film is so impressive. Even the minor characters, number one, you care about. Number two, you have a sense of who they are, what's important to them, what motivates them more like more than is necessary. But it it, it fuels the storyline. So, again, when you get to these action sequences, you care more about what's happening because you have a sense of who the players are and why they're there, why they're fighting this fight. Right. 
what the stakes are for them. I, I don't know. The way even that he takes you through the fight scenes, you know, we've talked about other action films where just the way that the the segment is done, you can't really follow the fight, right? right. Or right? It moves too mm. fast. Camera angles be what they are. To me, like the the clarity of this movie is spot on. You can follow every freaking thing that's happening. Hella I, Hella blows me away. The way that he does her costuming, the transformation of that of Kate Blanchett, the hair into the head piece and then the way she uses her weaponry i you feel it the sound design yeah it, it, I, like brutal. i just like the waving of her hand what what he can do with her waving her hand and bringing the earth up to like bring on total destruction can you tell Nikita i paid attention and i really like this movie well, yeah it happens yeah. once a year <laughs> Maybe twice if we're lucky. Maybe, I maybe love twice. the idea of like, and this is, this is, you know, this plays right into our own history and the history of most well-established like countries, superpower countries is like the reckoning of like reconciling with their actual past, right? The idea of like Odin tried to hide the fact that he and, and Hela well, conquered yeah, everything and you know where do you think all of the gold came from right where yeah. do you think no, all the, the gold came is, from right? here's the question i had though i thought was really interesting was he was he trying to hide that or was he trying to remake himself and in his mind he's not hiding it that you know by doing that he erases well that, no right? and yeah that's that's dicey because that kind of so, ties into this whole phase right and this goes way back you can only but remake yourself same. hold on before you move on no no you can only remake yourself if you admit to the past transgressions, you, I, I, I agree. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying from his point of view, because only, I only want to bring this up quickly because I want you to build off of what you're saying now, tying it into when we did black Panther, because that was part of this yeah. whole phase and also guardians of the galaxy volume two, where they were tying into this idea of fathers and the reckoning that comes from that. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to build you to build off that because I think that's true. In this movie yeah i think it's it's front and center um the the i and specifically bringing loki into the conversation too right two brothers that were sort of treated differently loki's an outsider not more of an adopted brother you know and and thor and, and the quiet moments in this film are some of my favorite parts there's two specifically that are that are maybe my favorite mcu moments is when him and Loki are in the elevator mm. and he's talking about how much he loved him, but he's kind of given up hope that Loki will ever change. And we know where that goes now. If you've watched the series, you sort yeah. of know, granted, that's not our Loki. We know that MCU Loki dies fighting Thanos and this. Now we have a new Loki who is maybe more evolved because of of what timey wimey yeah. things but that I, like, I liked how you said timey wimey that's a Keenan would like that because it's a yes. doctor who thing yes um but the the idea and then so i love that that conversation around like listen brother i loved you i thought we were always going to be fighting side by side doing this together but i'm me and you're you and i've kind of given up on you coming to the good side Right. And that, and, and that Loki sort of doesn't like, he never really, no, he, he I mean, he, he does well, come and save him at the end. He saves, War, he does, yeah. Well, no, in this movie, he saves Asgard yes. and he says like, but he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he does it in his way. But I, I do have to say again, like in that moment, we, to me, there is a great reverence for the character of Thor. Right. Right. Like you see his thorough understanding of the people around him who they are, how they're, how they operate. Yeah. And he doesn't get fooled by Loki time and time again. No, right. No, like no, right. he, he, no, he knows finally he, comes to the realization not, of I who mean, he is. And not acceptance, even finally, right? it's like ex it's acceptance. Yeah, of who he I mean, is. from the very end, I was thinking about how brilliantly Taika takes us through exposition again, even for viewers who don't know any of these characters, 
just these little subtle things of like having the what's the the guy that brings on Ragnarok what's his name Surtur Surtur he gives us a little bit of like what we need to know in terms yeah. of Ragnarok then Thor shows up at Asgard in the middle of this play that's giving us a sense of oh, who looks right Damon. Damon right cameo. like I, and Sam just, Neil. like Love that's freaking genius right like the way that he threads in then his his conversation with dad anthony hopkins who again shows that like in just less than what three minutes on screen the man acts the hell yeah. out of, like my second favorite mcu screen moment. time he has actually this is my favorite mcu line ever is when thor at the end of this movie when thor is pinned down by hell and he has like a flash to like yeah. hanging out in norway with his with his dead dad and he says oh so good and he says i can't do it she's too powerful i don't have my hammer i don't have whatever yeah and and he says and this is where i think editing would have been so much better like it hangs a little bit too much on anthony hopkins there yeah. but they needed to end with the line of are you thor god of hammers and then yeah. it should be lightning like and then, like, right and then yeah, the, yeah that line is so important it was important to to the character obviously but i think it's res i think it resonated with me it's like sometimes everyone gets caught up in the idea of like i need this one thing this one this one kind of attribute this one thing that i can't quite achieve or this one thing i can't buy or, or just the idea of the tool or the or something was taken like, away like, from me right like this yeah. bat is what makes me the baseball player that i am or yes. right like, like right. The, the, right. This, right this guitar Absolutely. makes me the guitar player right. that i am right and and the idea of like oh no like everything and he well, i guess that they they hammer it home with the next line where he says like <laughs> that oh, oh i see you see oh yeah look at that look you, at you sir look you know that. it was only a tool i gave you to focus focus your true power which has always been you right oh yeah so freaking good yeah i also love the um where thor is telling the story to bruce oh Banner my god stab stab loki is a <laughs> katie fell oh almost, i swear god. you almost fell off the couch laughing at that point <laughs> he was he's, he's, a a ah, he's a snake he's stab a stab he stab me he goes i know it like, he we, knows i'd love to play with snakes we were eight <laughs> so good the, the the conversations between thor and hulk slash banner are some of my favorite moments the, the and and i love that the cat so like as much as I say that like Endgame and, and Infinity War, I like less than this. I do love Tony Stark so much. And the fact that his character looms large in this movie. Oh my God. And the and fact that wears his pants so tight. Oh my God. The yeah, fact that he is like. He uses that so brilliantly, <laughs> doesn't he? he like, yes. So if you really know the series, he uses so much of it just mm -hmm. to it doesn't take yeah. away from the viewing experience if you haven't watched the other ones but if you have watched it and it's not just like crappy fan service stuff like easter eggs it's like actually stuff that's yeah. funny and enjoyable and and great stanley i do feel cameo i feel like tony tony didn't get an arc like thor in this movie where it was like a personal this just one movie like his arc was obviously completed in endgame and infinity war um but i do i love the fact that he's such a part of this movie and the fact that he makes the you know bringing everyone else around him down a notch to like you know he's a human who just has a lot of money and builds crazy shit yeah so like he's definitely going to make thor's password something like what do you what do you, uh point break <laughs> oh my god so but he but he also does it not only with Tony and how he learned he makes Bruce Banner and the Hulk. And again, if you're a Hulk fan, maybe you, you get be slightly tweaked at this. The Hulk is funny in this. Oh yeah. When he's like friend. Well, it's the back, first time friend, he's an actual back. character like, oh rather than God, just he's fabulous. rather than just Bruce Banner. And that and, would, that's what lets you buy into that, right? In Endgame when it's like when you understand that they are Hulk. two different people so occupying well, the same so well. body. 
What are some of the things that he says so far? Big monster! <laughs> little, what does he say about Thor? Little arms. Little arms. Baby arms. Baby arms. <laughs> I beat you. Friends. I love what he's like, friend, so good. Oh, back. and the Tessa Thompson stuff is so great. Thank you. I was going to ask if we could talk about her. Yeah. Um, but there was one more thing with Hulk. Oh, just Thor. Sun, the sun's going down, buddy. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, okay. Can we talk about this? So when he is trying... So one, when he tries to make the Hulk turn back into Banner, and he can't do it in the arena, there's that, and they fight, you know. Uh, when he's like, that's my friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know oh him God, from I'm work. Yeah. <laughs> but then the idea of... When he finally does turn back into Banner after he sees Natasha and it like calms him down. Yeah. He, it's not Natasha, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm confused. I thought That's Natasha. Yeah. I thought N Natasha was the Red Witch. I the, no, just that, that no, name I thought was the Red Witch. Wanda. Wanda is the Red Witch. Yeah. I'm sorry. So so you know, Scarlet Banner Witch, Banner is by the way. Scarlet sorry, Witch. Sorry, not Before red. Somebody, oh my god, I just like just lost ten actually, years. Actually, you just lost actually lost her Kenan. name is Scarlet Witch. I'm sorry, Keenan. She is the Scarlet Witch. If you had read issue one eighty three. Anyway, so he finally comes back Banner gets calmed down, turns into you know, he's he's regular Bruce Banner. And Basically, Thor is following him around, just saying, "Sun's going down, buddy. Sun's going." <laughs> it's like taking the one thing that's supposed to like calm him down and keep him Bruce Banner and making it, it. making it this like anxiety-inducing thing is so and then brilliant. He gets hit in the face with the green. Oh, oh my god! And they're all okay. chanting Hulk, and it's so good. Devil's anus. The de yeah. oh, so I mean, there's so much funny. inappropriate stuff in here oh, that is great. hysterical. When they they have the orgy jet, there's oh, yeah, yeah. no Don't guns. touch anything. Don't touch. Orgy jet. It's perfect. Again, using Jeff Goldblum to the like By the, the way, best degree ever. Very uh, close to the the best ever. Yep. This like makes me even what more Jurassic angry. Park I wasn't should have done. No, no, no. Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, it made me more angry. I didn't think I could get <laughs> more angry. Say it again. <laughs> didn't think I could get no, more no. angry. They should have consulted this, Taika. Taika has Jeff Goldblum's Right all his dialogue. He is doing oh, Star Wars. Oh my god, the hologram of John. Oh god, the like, it's my birthday. It's perfect. <laughs> Perfect. It's my birthday. Did oh. anybody else get it? There was elements of it with the soundtrack in particular that was like a little bit Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh like yeah, vibe I thought well, it was Stranger Things vibe. Yeah, which is like that synthy eighties. Like, they would have pulled from that, and that was like even the use of the score with that eighties synth yeah. weird Stranger it, Things vibe that they were all, doing. Was to amazing. me, there is like. There is a theme to this movie, and I mean it in a like full sense of like visual yeah. audio, like everything fits together. You know, perfectly. you know that everybody around him, when they came up with ideas on how to do things, he immediately said yes, no, or let's try it. And it was like, if if it was a let's try it, it was probably going to be in the movie, right? Like, it's so fully formed that you, it's very, it, he had to be on the ball of like, I know exactly what fits this, this vibe, and I'm not going to break it, right? Like, so, I'm sorry. So I was trying to think about like, which album covers to me are like, yeah. so Bad out of hell, like oh, yeah. Meatloaf's oh, bad. Out, it's, it's in this movie, right? Like there yeah, are it there is. are just eighties albums cover album covers that, that, that are just so like perfect. embedded in yeah. the visual. <laughs> the, like I have as much to say about the visuals of this movie as I do about Little Women. Well, talk about like, the not, break. Talk about the break of when yeah, go when with it. <laughs> we. You never want to talk about cinematography it's and visuals. Incredible! Go. It is well, literally inspired. It like it. This is a work of art. This what about the stop? Not, I don't want to call it stop motion, but it's like filmed portraits when they yes. do the, yes. the Valkyrie like memory. Yes. Right. I, again, like, and it totally changes. It goes from yes. this so sci-fi thing to the, I, I said to Katie, it looked like a Renaissance. It's like a Michelangelo. Oh, that's absolutely what absolutely. it was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, so you get the idea the of heavens the, and the light and the, well, and the, the, the age of Asgard, right? The the mural, you know, the ceiling, whatever you want to call that, 
the yeah, fresco yeah, yeah. across the ceiling. Breaking so and... you certainly get a notion of like the artistry that's been there for hundreds of years. We, millions, I mean, because they yeah. live for they, millions, like Odin's yes. however many years old, right? Um, it's not a normal human life. <laughs> no. So anyway, yes, to me, like the the memory of the Valkyrie of Hela very much ties into that artistry. Right. And then when we see the like Thor current day, it's like the 1980s. Right. Like, <laughs> like those fight scenes are the right. 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and there's like little things like that are such good tie-ins that I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's a direct reference, but like when Thor channels the lightning and he jumps down, he do, he literally does like the lightning spin move from Street Fighter. Like there's a character called Raiden who is the like god of lightning in, in that game, and he does like the move of the god of lightning where he like makes himself a torpedo and like spins around. Like that is directly from that game, and it had to be a reference to it. Sorry, it's also Ozzy the Ultimate Sin. I was trying. I'm sorry. I was trying. I, again, I was Katie going forgets through we need all of my my visuals of like 80s album. It's like it's like metal album covers. So Ozzy's original sin and Meatloaf Bad Out of Hell yeah. well, are like direct like, what a great inspiration. That yeah. is. So, <laughs> do you know what's so funny is because this is the opposite of me usually in in versus you guys the visuals to me in this movie are fabulous, but it's not what I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to the writing and what I'm drawn to is the idea that you can write for a movie like this in an intelligent, thoughtful, interesting way. If you're, if you actually trust the person who is doing it, and then you can add in all the other stuff. Cause I feel like Marvel will give you the budget, right? So if you do a Marvel movie, you know, you're going to have the budget, you know, Taika had probably never done action sequence, but doesn't matter. I'm sure they're like, you know, second director, you know, second unit directors and stuff. We can help you stage all that kind of stuff. The writing is what makes this movie. And I'm, I'm becoming to believe it more and more like what differentiates in the age of CGI big budget movies, where it's the only thing that's getting put on screen. Yeah. And this is true with uh, Top Gun Maverick, by the way, the Top Gun Maverick, everybody talks about the action sequences of being in the real planes. Well, that's the shirt. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. No, no, that's fine. The Top Gun Maverick is amazing when you see the action sequences. The thing that makes you want to see that movie again, though, is the writing and the care of yeah. characters and, and, and all of those types of things. So the, the fact that he's able to score visually the color palette and all that stuff is fabulous. They do that in other movies as well, but it pays off because he's created characters and the writing is so good. And that's why bullshit like Jurassic World Dominion needs to be flushed down a toilet because they can spend all the money to give you fake dinosaurs, but you don't care about anybody. You don't laugh. You have Jeff Goldblum and you don't even care. Jeff Goldblum is in this movie probably half the amount of time he's in the other movie. And his performance is maybe the most memorable Jeff Goldblum other than the original Jurassic Park. What about The Fly? Uh, that's different, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm like Jeff kidding. Goldblum, like where he's created yeah, like the persona of. Um, well, maybe. Uh, what's his name? Keenan's um, favorite movie, Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, well, he's great in Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> we, should, we should probably watch Buckaroo Banzai. Sorry. So, what? One more '80s yeah, album keep covers. dropping the album covers. So the 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 clothing. The Tony's Tony Stark's clothing clothes. given to Bruce Banner. Is Duran Duran the Duran Duran shirt? There's just, there's yeah, yeah. so much freaking '80s beauty in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Can I bring something back though about because you brought up the Batman at the beginning? Yeah. This is an example of, and I'm kind of like you, where I started to get pissed off at the Batman. Like you, you go about style. Like I want to make a movie that's different, and like this is different than the other ones. He's still able to deliver a final third of this movie that has stakes and is interesting and ties into the plot of the movie. Whereas in the Batman, when we talked about it, it was like that bullshit at the fake Madison yeah. square garden stuff. Like you didn't care about yeah, anybody involved in it. That's right. Like he's still able to give you everything I want from a Taika movie. And he's still able to give me my action set pieces. Cause that shit at the end, the, 
the it's crazy so uh, bridge Idris good. on the bridge so, and that's the it fighting that's the what big I'm saying. dog like, uh, when you think about the number of fights that are happening in the in that final fight scene right like we have a number of opponents yeah we know where they all are we know where they are geography we, established yes absolutely right know we know on. who's where how, like who, why the pairing works or doesn't work right like who and, takes on who and then the added the added element of the the discovery of valkyrie figuring out that banner's the hulk yes uh, just right. another that, little nugget everything's no, gonna dude, be okay i'm sorry it's great when he, I, I, like, when he jumps out and when fucks, he fucking hits the ground it's so perfect but then even like the tiny bit of redemption of the asshole Scourge. executioner Scourge. yeah yeah right who we Great don't care about too. at all we don't care about but like he even gets his little moment well right? you know yeah you you had enough of him to realize what kind of man he was right yes and so that the yes. fact that he changes from that kind of man yes you 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 get you a care you, get, yeah. you care yeah you care what? about these people in like in all of the large and small ways right right Can I? and, and just the little i'm sorry the little thor no. wave at the end it's just like so damn perfect right like uh. him coming to be king on the on the throne and being uncomfortable in the fucking seat and like like yeah. wiggling around and then uh, like giving and a little wave. when he asks Taika's character, <laughs> oh, Meek. Uh, what does uh... where does Meek? Where did where do you come from? <laughs> oh, Meek's dead. Meek's dead. <laughs> oh my I god! Stomped I, him on him on, I stomped on him on the bridge. Oh, Meek's alive. I've been carrying him. What, what was your question again, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Here's my question though, and and I think the. <sighs> One of the only other directors, and he got eviscerated from this by the fan base that held up some of the artistic stuff that you think's interesting him is Last Jedi with Rain Johnson. And it's not as good as this, but my point is he was able to do it. So what was Taika able to do, you think, that a lot, like, why can't we get other directors who have unique visions and go into these franchises? Like, what's the secret sauce that he figured out in this one, you think? I don't is it think... just the perfect marriage? Of yeah, I mean, like, versus... like, look, it's a perfect storm because Thor sucked, right? So they were basically like, we need... Something. Yeah, like, we'll try anything to get Thor on his own back on track. Um... It's a character that gives you a lot of leeway um, to do whatever you want. Like, I think Ryan Johnson did a good job with a theme there. There's two things with Last Jedi that are kind of hard to swallow, which is, for me, the humor is terrible. And it undercuts... Agreed. It Horrible. undercuts... Horrible. It undercuts, like, the, the seriousness of the last... The First Order... Which you, you never want to use humor to make your villains seem like buffoons in a movie where that's the only stakes, right? Like, I need... I, like, if you... Han Solo would have been scared to do any of that to Vader, right? He would have never done what Poe does in the beginning of that movie to Hux. So Han Solo would have never done that. Well, and he's the most badass character that we had in all in all of Star Wars... He's the one character that didn't give a shit about anyone, but and he never would have done. He never would have done that. But when you and when but you wait, do wait. that, it changes. It changes everything about the uh, right. About so the movie. like, if notice how Taika uses the humor, it's never about Hela. Right, right. Like, you never. There is never a funny moment around Hela, and that builds the stakes of who she is and what she can do. Right. Right. If there's a joke around her, yeah. then we don't take it as seriously. For me, that was the one. Th that was the one problem I really had with last. Oh, I agreed. Then I the second that problem that I think most people had is you take your you take the main character of all of Star Wars, you take Luke and turn him into a cynical asshole. That is a tough pill to swallow if you don't land the plane like perfectly but you know and they the didn't only, land the plane perfectly. But the only thing I'll say now is watch Obi Wan and it. That is who Obi-Wan's been, and you could argue that's who Yoda was. Yeah, I, I agree, but that's that's but my only point was at least that was another example of somebody going into a franchise and bringing a vision. But that's the point, like right? That's the whole point that. of that's the whole point of Last Hope or or you know, New Hope is that yes, Luke is not a cynical asshole. He is the guy he is the guy that turns the Jedi's from being cynical and hiding into something that could be and we lose the whole like 
we just jump right in and be yes, like, I didn't Luke want to bring it. I just, yeah. yes. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't want to get into just, it too so much. Here's I just what thought I do. it was an example of somebody changing course. <laughs> totally. Which totally. people never do. I just want to make sure that we don't end that by saying that he was set up for success with this because I think the beauty of this... Oh, no, this, he, he did that. Yeah. I think the beauty of this is that Taika makes it look easy. Right. And what we've learned from so many movies is that it is fucking hard. Well, no, and that's my point. He, I think it's impossible. That's I, it. I would love to like, see what, like, I, how he does it. This is a because... freaking grand slam. There are a thousand ways this could have gone wrong. Yeah. And somehow he hits every key. Well, because let, exactly like, right. Let me give you an example. Like the Russo brothers, let's say, who does, you know, the Captain America ones. Is, they're, they didn't have the bulk of stuff that Taika did. You know what I mean? They're, they were very good at coming in and delivering yeah. like these big franchise what they want. But it it's very... They're not our tours, though. They're yeah, like they're not. That's the but difference. That's what I mean. Our like, tours are, tend not to be able to deliver these things. But it's not. There's not many it. that have tried. Like you have Zoe, Chloe Zhao and Taika. Like it's not like they're hiring Wes Anderson to do Ant Man. Oh, but like I would like to see. That. <laughs> but you know like what I mean? Could we yeah. see that? That would oh my be God. enjoyable. Wes Anderson and Paul Rudd. I am in. Oh, all in. Uh, all right, we love this. Um, love it. Here's a question though. Over Coda. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yes. I'm For me, 100%. With, I'm going with a yes. I would as well, because yeah. remember my it's qualification, so King of the Hill is many your of the King things. of the Hill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, no, I, Coda to me was storytelling. Was this fabulous. is it was a fabulous movie. Everything. This is, this is visual. This is, this is audio. This is, this is ooh, the whole exciting. experience. Yeah. Fabulous. I it, it does. Change. I, it makes me want Katie to watch Loki now because I feel like. Oh, she hasn't that, watched Loki. No, yet. she hasn't seen any oh, of it. You should watch Loki. Because I, I think, think Tom I I kind of writ Tom Hiddleston off, like not really recognized. Watching after watching Loki or the series and then watching this again. He's very good. He's so good in this. Yeah, he is. And like really he really good. walks the line of making you believe that this guy can be a shithead in one moment and not a shithead in the next. Yeah, I think and, it's one of the toughest characters in the whole MCU to be honest with yeah. you because he's how he has And you to it's believable something. because he's totally ruled by like this like I think he's probably one of the more relatable characters because he's so he's so driven by like the idea of like who he is and what he should be. Well, you you brought up the best part is the elevator scene. He's like yeah. you're when Thor's like you're the god that line that dialogue you're you and i'm me yeah but it, and yeah. you're the god of mischief and that's who you have to that gives that character license now moving forward to do anything and it it's justifiable almost because who knows him better than thor yeah it's brilliant writing really i think it's <laughs> I'm not gonna do room. help uh, <laughs> yo, get help I'm that not, is one uh, funny moment uh, with hella but it's still not at hella it's not at hella it's, but it no, wasn't agreed, hella, agreed. It was it's still yeah. perfect like guy. he finds that line and he yeah. yep, uh, plays like, it like but before we get the the time the thing <laughs> i'm talking about in last jedi hux is literally standing on the on the bridge of a star destroyer oh i know we, wait 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 no. so right and, and there's two things i just i just need to mention this because i can't understate how ridiculous this is i know it's my own fault poe dameron flies an x-wing directly in their path totally reasonable that's what he would do he's a he's a crack pilot whatever then he says i'm placing a call for hux or no hux would like to talk to him and he says uh i need to put you on hold first off star wars <laughs> what the fuck is hold do they even know what phones are like call it, waiting there's so in. much wrong with that scene anyway Okay. I'm done. In another episode. Right. Thank you. We'll come another. back. Actually, it's my least back. favorite thing in all Star Wars because I love Poe Dameron until that moment. Go back and listen to our last Jedi episode. I can't even recall who was on with us. Do you, was Tim on with us? Mm, I don't remember. Keenan? I can't remember. Go back and listen to that one. Uh, all right. It's time for double feature. Which film would you pair with Thor Ragnarok to make the perfect double feature? Some commenters, Scott said gladiator mm -hmm. uh john said flash gordon which is a really cheesy but enjoyable one uh brett said maybe the best thor movie prior to this <laughs> adventures in babysitting oh, which nice. i would like to bring up i'm very excited katie and jim are coming up to watch i think we should watch adventures i would love to you're here have I mean, you seen Alien the new version it. have your kids watched the new uh, one uh no 
But I mean, I it's not great, but it. it's kind of cool. It's just yeah. cool to like see it done again. But mm-hmm. that was a movie Aileen would watch with us too. Because yeah. is that Jonah Hill? The- no, that's a different movie. Mm-hmm. The Babysitter. No, oh, The Babysitter. Which is, which is basically an adult much, take on yes, yes. that yeah. movie. You're correct. Uh, does anybody want to jump in? Yeah, the correct first? answer right, is go. Big Trouble in Little China. Damn it! Wow. <laughs> that is Love the perfect... That is what I thought of. Pairing. The perfect pairing. It is. It's it so is also similar. also a perfect movie. It is so similar in a lot of ways. And so it's good, like, Katie. So it good. It seems simple, but is incredibly complex. And Such Jim just had call. me listen to Blank Check, which is a ridiculously long podcast. <laughs> However, listening to Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis talk with those guys about this film proved to me all of the things that that we knew of why it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, so it's a your brilliant badass film. T-shirt tonight, Jim, that I got. So on my second one, which I haven't watched in a long time, so don't hold me to it, is. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Ooh, which, a good one. Which is a Terry Gilliam film that is kind of a ridiculous movie. Have you Absolutely. read Terry Gilliam books? N- isn't no. he? A, isn't he also? He's he's the. Who's in? Am I Monty Python? Confusing. I'm confusing. And you're time, Terry, Terry Pratchett. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm confusing yes, the Terrys. Not sorry. anywhere close. Time Bandits. Different. Different guys. Brazil. Yes. Twelve so Monkeys. Right. Okay. Don Quixote. Uh, I'm going with a film we've done on commenters. So you can go, uh, commenters, you can go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Cause I think it was kind of a soft reboot of that franchise as well, bringing in some humor, bringing in some more, you know, excitement. Great visually. They have mm-hmm. the Burge scene that we like, uh, everything there. So mm-hmm. I think that ties into it. Great mm-hmm. act, just a great action movie too, to watch. Uh, all right, it's time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? <laughs> Can't fool you. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Gorgeous. Why? All right, five question time for Katie. Um. Katie, thumbs up or thumbs down, Greek or Norse mythology? Okay. Hard for me to go thumbs up and thumbs thumbs down on this one because my honest truth is I know so much more about Greek mythology than I do about Norse mythology. All right, just pick one or the other. Yeah, yeah, just it doesn't matter. Just like the mythology. Oh, just mythology? Yeah, like Oh, thumbs up. Okay. Oh, thumbs up. But can I do have to tell you that I was this year's old this I was this I was this year this many years old today, I was today years, years old, old. today is years old <laughs> but like, it was literally but it was a few as, months as ago Will Arnett but say, it was a few months you. old <laughs> it was a few months ago um my students brought me the knowledge of like the Edgar Allan Poe and Norse mythology crossover Ooh. of the use of the raven mm-hmm. and I the kids brought that to mind that's blown Odin, right? because I because I don't know Norse mythology and so Odin is the raven right yes and so then so then I kept going into them and saying so I've been watching um the MCU movies and learning more about Norse mythology and and then I would get a big head shake like that's not don't don't you know, don't, don't learn, learn from uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to be honest. I've I've learned most of what I know about Norse mythology from Assassin's Creed and God of War video games. Okay. I'm sure it's very on point. Uh, (laughs) Katie, would you, this is a tough one. This might be the toughest of all time. Five questions question. Would you rather have dinner with Taika or Jeff Goldblum? Okay. Jeff Goldblum is a spectacle. I would rather have dinner with Taika. I mean, I love the idea of Jeff Goldblum, but I am not inviting him into my house or like taking the risk. Parker Posey energy. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you rather go out drinking with? I'm hanging out Let's with Taika. You're in, I'm you're hanging in out Nashville. with Taika. I ha- after watching Taika. Taika's movies, it is clear to me that we are supposed to be best friends. So okay. I sure will be so excited soon. to meet Taika. We'll make that happen. Yeah. Uh, fill in the blank question. If you were a goddess, you would be the goddess of... Mm. I want to believe I'd be the goddess of fun. <laughs> That's pretty... I'm just... I'm 
I'm just going to put You're, it in. Just say yes. She's, she's, always, just say yes. she's always very concerned with fun. I am concerned with fun. Mm. I want everybody to have fun. I want there to be games Plan and activities. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I'm very concerned with people she doesn't staying in the house. Well, fun no. does not happen in the house. She's very concerned with... <laughs> How about adventure? Maybe her adventure. ideas of fun. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Fair. Totally. Her yeah. vision of fun. My vision of fun. Yeah, That's right. Because I'm the goddess of fun. Fabulous. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if not, she will stab you with a long black spike that comes out of her arm. <laughs> That's exactly yes. right. Uh, Hella listen, yes. We'll I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be slightly critical here. This is not Idris's, uh, you know. Oh, no, that's fair. This is very highlighting Idris. No, that's fine. Uh, What's your favorite Idris Alba? There's one answer here. Okay, well, I'm going to say I I do think that there's room for argument between Luther and Stringer Bell, but Stringer Bell wins. Really? I think so. I don't know. Maybe Mm. it's just like... (sighs) It's the opposite of recency bias. What's the opposite of recency bias? non-recent <laughs> there has to be a word for it but like know. stringer bell for me established it, it, yeah that's true as like it's the force true. that he is and showed his range well you're not going to be on our but I, what about podcast? last christmas freaking love luther oh, no. last christmas. He's so <laughs> that hair that hairline in the back he had the no. point the point in the back oh, no no God, no so good so good <laughs> Uh, finally, deep thoughts. Commager's flashback. We're going back to one of our old games here. Own it, skip it, one and done. Ugh. We're going to give you the three Taika movies we've done on Commager's. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. What we do in the shadows and hunt for the wilder people. What do you own? What do you skip? What is a one and done? Okay. This might actually be the toughest. This is it the is toughest, the toughest. Question, maybe and, I'm for going, you. and I'm going to say my honest answer is you should not skip a single Taika movie. Like that's that that is. But if you're forcing me to do this, if you're forcing me we to are. make they, this I'm decision, forcing you, forcing you, then I'm going to say, skip what we do in the shadows. Oh. One and done. Hunt for the wilder people and own Thor. Nice. Okay. Hmm. I might own what we do in the shadows. Wow. All right. I might skip wilder people and one and done Thor. Hmm. It's a this is a all so what we, I'm good. Sorry, what By we the way, the shadows all is so I, I, good. Ricky Baker is in Deadpool too. Is he really? He's, he's a main character. He in is a cartoon character. I haven't of a seen human. Deadpool too. Well, it's about cartoon characters. So. I know, but that actor. <laughs> yeah, he is a cartoon character. He's Belchnickel in uh, the Santa uh, Chronicles, right? Christmas Chronicles. Oh. Fabulous. Uh, who's got some recommendations? Um, I do. I really did like the season two of The Witcher. I I've been watching that. Yeah, you've been saying that. I have to get that. I, have I to put think that on my honestly the the worst part of the season two of The Witcher is season one of The Witcher, which was told in a really out of order timeline fashion, Pulp Fiction style, which makes it very hard to remember what happened in season one. Uh, but season two was pretty damn good. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie, anything? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say again, blank check podcast. Um, oh, yeah. It's Big Trouble in Little China. It's excellent. I liked all their... I listened to a bunch of their Sam Raimi stuff. The Blood Simple epi- episode with Kevin Smith is really good. Fabulous. Uh, my criterion choice is Body Heat. Uh, I... Uh, my, I don't a sex have a movie? movie. <laughs> What? Uh, that's is that a sex movie? A sex movie? No. Well, there is. It's Kathleen Turner <laughs> is in it. It's a noir movie, actually. Okay. It's quite good. Uh, Eileen and I started watching Reacher, and I can't believe I'm so behind on this. So good first season, so fabulous. I'm actually going to give some book recommendations. The pandemic impacted people in many different ways. I went to being from somebody who would read probably like 50 some odd books a year to stop reading. I read, I think like five books a year after the pan. I'm back into reading. Uh, I have two reading recommendations. Ken Brun's white trilogy. Who's an Irish author. I love, and I'm very excited. I read uh, a page, only a page in because I didn't have much free time today, but Jim sent me uh, Stephen King's Billy Summers. So I, I I'm a page in and I would recommend it after that first page. I'll keep everybody updated. He's usually very good in the first, like catching you pretty quickly. Very excited about that. A couple of plugs here. Uh, 
if you're not listening, we have a new episode of the Shit Show, a Shit's Creek podcast. We are back recording episodes for that. It's a fabulous chance uh, to get in to listen to that. Of course, listen to Tim and Keenan on Pop Addled. Also, another great new episode of Doom Thugs, uh, Mike Calls Timmy came out this week, especially if you like Philadelphia Flyers hockey. <laughs> they talk about uh, the Flyers for like a half hour. For a half hour. It's pretty I awesome. Was, I, I just kind of rolled with it. I'm not a Flyers fan, but I, I enjoyed the conversation. Also, if you're looking to run a 5K, they have put together a running team. And it's tied for, into movies. Because they're going to uh, the Blob the Fest Blob Festival in Phoenixville, it, which was yeah, where the fabulous. the original theater scene from the original Blob movie Blob, was filmed. Steve McQueen. Yep. You, you gotta love that. Um, that's it. All right. That's all. That's all. Folks. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Thanks for listening, commenters. 